0: Brittany and I are not doctors, dietitians, mental health professionals, experts on endometriosis, or any kind of qualified medical professional. So that means that none of the information we share on this podcast is medical or mental health advice. If
1: you get inspired by something we say, always consult your qualified medical professional
0: first before making any changes. Hey everyone, I'm here before the episode starts to bring you learning moments with Amy. Now that I've been podcasting and advocating for a few years, my understanding of endometriosis, as well as the issues that our community faces, well, they've really evolved and progressed over the years. So I've been going through our earliest episodes because I want to make sure that these earliest published episodes have accurate information in them. So for this episode, I just want to add some context that the focus of today's episode is on prioritizing better choices for ourselves by taking a look at the big picture and focusing on our long-term goals rather than on instant gratification. But of course, this is just one aspect of making better food choices for ourselves. You know, for me, it's also involved getting my blood sugar under control so that I'm not constantly hungry or in crisis when hunger arises. It's involved learning to cook so that I have more options, learning to replace foods versus just cutting foods out so that I feel full and satiated by nutrient-dense foods during my meals. It's about turning my choices into habits so that I don't have to think about them anymore and they're just automatic habits that I do. A big one for me has also been improving my relationship with food. And I went ahead and I listed some of the other episodes that we did on these topics in the show notes today. So it's kind of interesting because at the time that I'm speaking right now versus when I recorded the episode originally, it's been three years. Listening to this younger Amy talk about how she was learning to align her decisions and her actions with her priorities, you know, it's something that. I used to really really struggle with but I've definitely improved on in the last three years and that's cool to like look back and see my pain points and now see how much progress that I've made and of course there are still times when I'm making a decision and I don't choose the one that deep down I want to choose like the one that I know is best for me but you know I'm human and I don't judge myself for it. And sometimes when I have space between myself and the decision that I made, you know, I can look back like a week later and I can reflect on what will help support me in the future to make the choice that is harder to make, but ultimately better for me. The choice that I want to make, but didn't end up making this time around. And the last thing that we want to mention is that in this episode, we are not by any means talking about diet culture. And when we say the word healthy, we're referring to what is healthy for you as an individual, not some like broad societal quote unquote healthy. There is so much healthism nowadays and blame put on people that, you know, if you're still sick, then. You're not trying hard enough, or you just need to have a more positive mindset. What we don't want is for this conversation today to feed into that. The conversation we're having in today's episode is a conversation about one aspect of how we can align our decisions with our priorities by looking at the bigger picture. But it is definitely not a conversation about trying harder. needing some specific mindset to make it happen. It's about supporting ourselves with love and with kindness and compassion and having a tool to address one of the potential root reasons as to why we're not making the decisions that we want to make. All right, thanks for joining Learning Moments with Amy, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about self sabotage, something that I'm extraordinarily good at. (laughs) Hence, I'm an expert in this topic. Expert in self-sabotage. <laughs> yes. I put that on my resume. And for some reason, <laughs> I just could skills. not get hired anywhere. Attention I- to
1: detail, proficiency in Microsoft Word. Extraordinarily and extremely good at self-sabotage. <laughs> I don't think that would go down
0: well. <laughs> just never made it past the first
1: round. Mm, I can't <laughs> wonder. I, I have no idea why. So what exactly is self-sabotage? I guess I would classify it as if you think about what you say you're going to do. And then what you actually do. Ooh.
0: Are they the same thing? Because sometimes they're not. (laughs) Oh, so you mean like what you say you're gonna do and what you do should match? Technically, yeah. What you say you're gonna do
1: and then what you actually do should be what you said you were gonna do. Expert in (laughs) self-sabotage. (laughs) Self-sabotage. We, coming from a place of expertise,
0: (laughs) would like to discuss how to prevent self-sabotage. I've been thinking about that a lot because it's basically. You want to walk the talk. I feel like in your actions, there show your true priorities. So that's what we want to focus on today. And we want to do that in terms of food choices. Yummy! So in the last episode, we talked about cheese. A lot about cheese. But we talked about the quote unquote endometriosis diet. We talked about the paleo diet. We just talked about changing your diet to feel better. But as we all know, changing your diet is really, 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 hard. I don't think you said enough reallys because how hard it is. going to say really to the mega, to the exponential, all the way around the globe twice. Hard. That's more accurate. Okay, let's take my case. So I said, oh, I would do anything not to have chronic diarrhea. I would do anything. I just, I don't want to have chronic. I'll do anything. That was my saying when I was in college. I will do anything to get rid of my chronic diarrhea. But would you though? Often <laughs> saying it in that tone. <laughs> Sobbing and screaming. Why will you do anything, please? Praying at night. I'll do anything, to please make it go away. That's because I had chronic diarrhea. If you listen to some other episodes, I had it like 25 times a day. I literally could not sit through a college class without having to get up to go to the bathroom. I could not do a 15-minute commute without having to pull over and find somewhere to go to the bathroom. So it was very disruptive to my life, and I was literally in hell. So I would do anything, anything, anything (laughs) to get rid of it. (laughs) So how do you think that when I found something that alleviated my super awesome chronic diarrhea, What do you think, Brittany? Do you think I was jumping for joy? Do you think I was over the moon? Do you think I was so thrilled? I was screaming from the rooftops, I found the solution! You should have been, but I have a feeling that's not the case. (laughs) From context clues here, I feel like that's not what happened. You are so smart. That's why you're on this podcast, Brittany. Thank you.
1: (laughs) By Her Majesty's invitation only. (laughs) You being Her Majesty, obviously.
0: Well, you're right. Nope. I was not thrilled. As desperate as I was not to be on the toilet all day, which can be a fun place when you have a good book to read. I mean, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I was infuriated by the solution. Okay. I was like, are you kidding me? This can't be it. Because the solution, in my case, meant cutting out all the foods that I loved at that time. Bye bye gluten and dairy and sugar cheese. <laughs> I love you. Red meats, pretty much everything that I ate at the time, like everything that was my actual diet. Bye bye. See you later. No, see you never. See, see you, you on never. A, see you on other people's plates. <laughs> <laughs> see you across a crowded restaurant. See you across a crowded kitchen. <laughs> Waved to you in the supermarket. (laughs) From the vegetable aisle, I just waved to the dairy section. (laughs) Like Look at the cheese. You're so beautiful. (laughs) So basically feeling better meant making a lot of changes that I didn't want to make. So after a lot of complaining and feeling sorry for myself and whining to everyone who'd listen, literally, um, <laughs> losing a couple of friends here and there. You know, they're like, you're so negative. I was like, but you can still eat. You can chew. eat pizza. <laughs> you can still eat pasta. You would be negative too. <laughs> Put yourself in my shoes. No, they don't want to. <laughs> so I did start the diet. And yes, for me, it helped to cut down the frequency and the urgency of my bowel movements, which was woohoo. But I just, I felt deprived. I felt restricted, and I just felt like it was another example of how life just kept giving me the crappy end of the stick. If they give me stick at all, <laughs> you even got a stick. <laughs> I thought they were on back order when you tried to get one. Just... <laughs> we are out of crappy ends <laughs> of the stick for at you least. You get no stick for at least two years. I'm like, oh jeez, <laughs> I don't even get the stick. <laughs> Subconsciously or consciously, I don't know, but. Looking back, I, I just, I felt that I deserved, keyword deserved, Ooh. I felt that I deserved to eat whatever I wanted. Like everyone else seemed to eat whatever they wanted. Well, me too. I wanted that. And I also didn't want to have diarrhea. And the two things were conflicting. Yes, those and things cannot coexist for and you. they <laughs> did not match. <laughs> I'm talking about my diarrhea because it's an example, but this could be anything in your own case. Like you could find that changing your diet helps with your endo flares or it helps with your fibromyalgia pain or it helps your brain fog or headache exactly or or it help you know eating a healthier we'll just keep referring to as a healthier diet which could encompass whatever Mm -hmm. eating plan you have decided for yourself so you know you could see that eating a healthier diet helps your cycle come every 28 days and with and with less symptoms Mm -hmm. okay so at the time it felt like a punishment like i just i feel like i was being punished beaten with that crappy stick. It wasn't even a stick. It was you like didn't a, get a stick. It was so. a tic-tac. <laughs> tic-tac. It was a stick-tac. It was all tiny. It was a twig. <laughs> it was a twig, but it was made of steel. Oh, my. <laughs> well, a twig wouldn't hurt you if you got
1: beaten with it. I mean, depends on how often and in the same place. <laughs> well, maybe if you had known that your future self you would be- You mean me now? I mean, yes, but also like your future self at the time. Which would be me now. Yes. Because
0: we're talking about me from... We're always talking about you. Oh,
1: yeah. Had you known... We're talking about me when I was 19. now you, future self then, would have been this thrilled to have be following this diet that you follow and feel this good. I bet you would have had a very different perspective on it.
0: Brittany, I did not care about my future self back then. (laughs) Nobody cares about future self. Okay. (laughs) I cared about me right now back then. So the past me cared about the now me. Well, you should feel about the future you. So let's pretend it's back then and it's nine, I'm 19 years old, okay? I don't care about future Amy who's 34 years old sitting in a hot cramped little box with Britney recording a podcast. Wait, that's accurate. <laughs> I didn't care about that girl. It was like, that is far away. That truth, that idea is so unfathomable because right now I'm in the Cheesecake Factory and there's a whole list of cheesecakes in front of me because I think we know I love cheese. All these cheesecakes in front of me and i want to eat one so let me tell you i struggled hard with temptation and i gave in a lot and then i would for example i would get my cheesecake and then later i'll be in the bathroom having diarrhea and you know what i would say i would just go it was so worth it are you trying to convince yourself <laughs> no i and the time i felt that it was worth mm. it but then everything
1: changed when i got a job
0: Ooh grown up. Responsibilities. <laughs> how heavy you weigh on my shoulders. You've ruined my chance to eat unhealthy.
1: <laughs> you ruined my chance at feeling miserable for my whole life.
0: <laughs> so when I was in my mid-20s, I got a job as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I realized I really had to start being like really diligent about my food choices. When you have a job, as you know, you can't be late. You can't not show up. You can't you know, take off three days in a row because you're sick and then do that the next week and the next week. And you can't take 18 bathroom breaks a day. mm -mm. Oh. No. (laughs) Especially in a profession like being a teacher because... Got rowdy kids waiting on you. (laughs) And, I mean, you have class times and you have break times. So it's like, you know, do class for 50 minutes and then you have a 10-minute break. So, yeah, no one is expecting that 20 minutes into the class you're like, oh, I'm going to go up to the bathroom for 20 minutes and leave everyone alone. And you can't do that. And so I realized that I really, I couldn't have the things that I wanted to have that I knew were bad choices for me. I couldn't even have a bite of a pizza because literally just one bite would send me to the toilet. And I couldn't be in the toilet the whole time, the whole day and lose my job and then feel like I failed at something else because I don't know, I just... I have quit so many hobbies and so many jobs over the years because my body could not commit to a reliable routine. This
1: is my chance. <laughs> I think your body is quite good at committing to a reliable routine of 25 diarrhea's a day, but <laughs> maybe not the routine you wanted it to commit to. Why do you always have to bring up the hard stuff, Brittany? <laughs> so we can work through it together. Oh my God.
0: Live <laughs> on the air. No, it's true because... What I really had to do is I had to ask myself the million-dollar question. Dun-dun-dun. What do I really want? Seems so simple. (laughs) What do I really want? That's the question. Do I actually want to feel better? Because if I do, then I have to get serious about it. And I have to walk the talk.
1: Well, when you think about it on paper, the choice looks so easy. Like... Okay, there's a piece of pizza, and I really want it because it's really tasty. And Yummy. I crave it, and I really want it. But if I eat the piece of pizza, then I get diarrhea for two hours, and I'm going to miss two classes, or two hours of work, or some really important meeting. Or, ooh, the ultimate or, you can not have the pizza, and then you will not get sick, and you will not miss work, and
0: you'll be productive throughout your day. It does sound so... It sounds easy on paper. Easy. <laughs> but you know, which one am I really rooting for? That's the question. I mean, you can't, you would think, oh, yeah, I'm rooting for the being able to work. But then not having the But the, pe- the pizza. The, it's just right there. It smells so good. The cheese is so gooey. It's covered in pepperoni. Well, that's because on paper,
1: it's different than in person. <laughs> when you're faced with the pizza, it's really hard to say no to the pizza. Let's do another example. Why don't you give me one?
0: Mm, oh, this is actually this is actually still kind of difficult for me, which is steak because I love steak. But steak, I like to refer to affectionately as the period snatcher because red meat affects my hormones, and so when I have red meats, my period comes. Late, like very late, like ten. Like, to, where is like, it? Like, late. am I pregnant? Late, <laughs> you know, pee on a stick. Late, yes. <laughs> and then it's two weeks later, and then, no, of course, I'm not pregnant. Here's my period, two weeks late because I had a piece of steak, and this happens like every single time. So I no longer have steak, but when I'm around people who are eating steak, I really want just like a bite of their, like I love steak. So on paper, it would be okay. You can eat a piece of steak, and then. Your period will come two weeks late, but even though your period is late, all the symptoms will still start at the same time when your period was supposed to come, so you'd be really suffering in pre-period, symptom, brain fog, cramping, leg pain, hell, for two weeks instead of like three days. Or, Or, how'd you do it? you were like, or! or." or. (laughs) You don't eat the steak, so your period comes on time, and then you don't suffer in hell for two weeks. Hmm.
1: It looks like an obvious answer on paper.
0: You're like, duh. Duh. "Duh." Don't eat the steak. (laughs) (laughs) You know, why am I still reaching for the steak? Why do I still want it? Why? (laughs) So, why is it so hard to make these choices for ourselves? Why? Because food has
1: such power over us.
0: Oh, thank God. It's not because. It's not you. I'm weak. I'm so weak. It's not because I'm weak. Well, a little bit, but maybe Uh, maybe, (laughs) we're all
1: weak because food is powerful in like so many ways. First of all, like on its actual level, it's powerful as a substance. It's powerful culturally. It's nostalgic. I mean, I can think of so many foods that I think of fondly from childhood or from periods in my life that have such a visceral reaction and they, they make me feel good because I have nostalgia about them. It's ingrained in our social values and the way we interact with people. And for a lot of us, eating isn't just physical. You don't just put the food in your body. It's also emotional. It helps to bond us with other people or to have an experience with a community or to help us feel closer and connected to our culture. It invokes all those feelings you were talking about. Feelings. So that's why food is so powerful. It makes it really hard to say no to something. When there's so many other factors that are making you want it, other than just your stomach. It's your brain and your heart and all these other things that make you want to eat that delicious smelling dish. Because this is such a big deal and it's so important, that's just a sneak peek. Because we're going to talk way more about that in another episode because it's so involved and so ingrained in us. And it encompasses so many things that we want to talk about it in depth. And we know that you guys can definitely
0: relate to that as well. Well, I think that you really nailed it there because I don't think the choice comes down to a piece of pizza or not. It's really a war of now versus later. So right now I can have the pizza. It tastes good. I want it. I'm craving it. It's going to bring me pleasure. Or, or should I say versus the benefits that I will get later from not eating the pizza, like no diarrhea or no endo flare or no fibro pain or whatever. Like, and of had this idea where I was like, challenge my my now self challenges my future self to a duel. <laughs> I like this idea. And they're both sitting there with swords, and they're like fighting it an out, and they're and each one has different prizes. So, of course, if the now self wins, then his prize, her, because I'm a girl, her <laughs> prize is eating a piece of pizza. But if the future self wins, then her prize is having an afternoon without any symptoms Ooh, Mm. who's gonna win that ultimate i don't know they're both really good at sword fighting it looks like it (laughs) they both had a lot of duels (laughs) i'm gonna say it looks like there's a lot of wins and losses on both sides (laughs) i mean we hear over and over that we live in this culture of instant gratification and so it's really hard to surpass the benefits that we get now for the benefits that we might get later It's because later is so far away Later is far away. I mean, later could be like 30 minutes away when your flare pops up. Or it could be, I don't know, two weeks later when your period comes. If it's, it's something oh, you oh. ate that like <laughs> affected your hormones. Or later could be 20 years from now. It just all feels so conceptual, right? Like it doesn't so far then. Like now is now, but later yes. is I could be dead. I don't know. I don't it's know like, what's going to happen. Why not eat my pizza? <laughs> Live it up to the end. <laughs> Honestly, though, I know in my heart, deep in my heart. Deep, deep in your heart. (laughs) No, but I know in my heart that I want to feel better. And that's why I say that I'll do anything to feel better. But then how do I not self-sabotage? And how do I, in the moment of truth, in the moment of decision making, make the choice that aligns with that value of wanting to feel better? So I have developed a strategy that has helped me over the years. And it is as follows. First, you have to write down what you want. Okay. I can't just like have it in my head. No. Okay. Okay, because when thoughts are in your head, they're going at the speed of light. Like half the time, they're like run-on sentences or like half-finished sentences. Are you they're in all... my head? <laughs> I'm in my own oh, wait, head. everybody's okay. I don't feel so <laughs> <You> know, bad. <laughs> I'm in my own head. Okay. And it's a disaster. It's scary in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a disaster zone in there. Basically, when you write things down, it helps you put coherent thoughts in order and process them and, like, figure out what thoughts are actually – because we're having all these thoughts all the time, right? And some of them are just, like, why am I thinking that? (laughs) So writing it down helps you figure out what thoughts are actually important to you, and you can really go deep, and you can think about and write about what's important to you. When you write it, you have to ask yourself, what do I truly want and why? Ooh, the penultimate, the why. (laughs) So this is what I wrote down. Dramatic reading. I want to feel better. Why? Because I want to hold a job and make my own money. When I feel sick every day, I can't hold a job. Instead, I'm stuck in my bed or I'm on the toilet and I am tired of my life being confined to those two places. I want to earn money so I can travel and I can see the world and I can live independently. So I want to feel better because I have dreams that I want to live. Thank you. Dramatic reading has ended. Sound <laughs> <Send> your applause. <laughs> okay, so the why is really important because yes, what do I want? I want to feel better. Ooh, big deal. Why do I want to feel better? That why is going to be your motivation. And it can be anything, like, because all this chronic pain is literally draining me and I'm I'm unhappy. Or you might say, okay, I want to live in an old age to see my grandchildren, or I want to have more energy to go out on date night with my partner and not just be like slumped over at the table. Like, yes, I'm having fun, honey. I'm so tired. Let's watch a movie while I pass out.
1: (laughs) I think that's wonderful because the why is really what will help you to stay on track, especially when you're confronted with the big tempters, depending what they are for you. Like cheese.
0: (laughs) Reese's peanut butter cups. (laughs) Pizza. Begins drooling. Soft pretzels. Ooh. French bread. (laughs) What were those pretzels called that had things stuffed inside of them? I have no idea. But they were crunchy. I do not know.
1: Well, they were really good. I'm not the one to ask about this. My childhood was gluten-free. I do not know. (laughs) I lost out a long time ago. Oh, I think they were called combos. Okay, I think I've seen them. Now I understand.
0: Oh, God. Where's the napkin? My jewel, My jewel is <laughs> she's like drooling
1: on the mic again. Oh, dear. <laughs> but I mean, I think the hard part is we think about like all the things we're losing. We're like, I'm losing all these tasty foods. But that's actually not true. Because instead of losing those foods by not having them, we're instead gaining something.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. I mean, think about how when you cut those things out that did not treat you
0: well, but they were so delicious. I know.
1: But mm. you gained mm-hmm. independence. You were able to hold a full-time job. You got to travel. You gained the ability to hold your bowels. <laughs> Thank you, sweet Lord. <laughs> I couldn't let that one go. <laughs> but you didn't lose anything. You gained all of those things, which are way better than... Every
0: teenager's dream.
1: I mean, <laughs> you got to dream for something.
0: <laughs> what do you want for Christmas, Christmas? All I want is the ability to hold in my poop until I get to the toilet. Could Granted. you make that
1: possible for me? Stop eating pizza. Granted,
0: <laughs> no. When you put it that way, it sounds silly that I'm so upset over losing all my favorite foods when I'm gaining my independence and a, a better chance at having a not a pain-free, but like a a life with less pain and less symptoms. Yeah, and it just kind of sounds silly that I'm, you know, crying over not being able to eat pepperoni and combos and Reese's peanut butter cups. And that's why writing down what your true priority is and why is so important. Because you can refer back to it. It can be on a piece of paper in your wallet. It can be on your phone. It can be whatever, as long as you have it with you at all times. So that when you're confronted with a decision like that, you can look at your paper and you can say, okay, What are my true values? Like, what is actually important to me? I think one of the best things about this exercise,
1: one of the toughest things about this exercise, is that it forces you to be honest with yourself. Ooh. And the only person, well, not the only person, but the number one person worth being honest with is you and yourself. Because if you write down your priorities and you notice that you're not sticking to them then
0: you're able to be honest with yourself and say, that's clearly not where my priority is. That's true, because I feel like if I had done this exercise in college, which I didn't do until I was like in my mid-20s, but I feel like if I had done this in college, I probably would have seen that my priority at the time wasn't to do anything to get rid of my diarrhea. Like my priority at the time wasn't feeling better. My priority at the time was going out with my friends and eating what everyone else was eating and and enjoying myself and just eating what I wanted to eat. Because every time I ate something that made me feel sick later, I would say, oh, this was worth it. And I wouldn't feel guilty about it. Like I would eat a bag of chips and I would be like, oh, whatever, it's going to make me sick later, but I don't care. It tastes so good. It's so worth it. Clearly at the time, my priority was not feeling better. Well, it's clear you don't feel that way now, right? No. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> well, the really interesting thing about this exercise is that your priorities change over time. And that could be
0: month to month or 10 years down the road. Exactly. Because I feel like as you age and you have new experiences and your priorities shift and different things are important to you. And like I mentioned, when I wanted to get serious about keeping a, a full-time job, well, yeah, then suddenly I didn't care anymore to eat what I, all those things that I you know had once been like, deemed oh. worth it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, pizza, you're so worthy. I'm like, nope, don't come. You're Near not me. worth it anymore. My lips are closed. Do not touch me. Do not even flick a piece of grease at me because Ew. I will spontaneously combust. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the other thing, too, is like over time, I've also realized that feeling better and enjoying myself, they're not incompatible, which I thought they once were. I have found totally new foods that I love eating. And I've become a great cook with all these recipes that I found online for gluten-free and paleo and the endo diet that I no longer feel deprived. Importantly, how do we put this into practice? How do we
1: real-world scenario this?
0: Let's try it, Brittany. Oh, okay. So,
1: let's say that you decide your priority is to feel better. To not eat the foods that are unhealthy to me, and I'm going to feel better. But, (gasps) You're sitting at a Christmas party at work or a birthday party or any kind of get together or just alone. It doesn't matter. You're somewhere. (laughs) Being alone is probably worse. (laughs) Treats are hard, okay? You're sitting somewhere. um, Okay, let's say about the work holiday party. Okay, okay. Work holiday party, relevant. And you sit down and you become face to face with your arch nemesis. A peanut butter chocolate chip cookie rolled in sugar? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now we know Amy's (laughs) ultimate kryptonite. If I want to kill her, that's what I'm going to feed her. (laughs) Oh, Lord. And they're, like, perfectly round with a little chocolate Hershey's kiss on top. (laughs) Peanut butter blossoms. That's what they're called. If I had to hedge a bet. Pastry chef daughter. Oh, my.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what they are. And I'm face to face. Now what happens? Tell me what happens. Oh, God. I'm enthralled. (laughs) All right. Amy is clearly the
1: cookie. (laughs) So, you are face to face with your arch nemesis. What do you do? I don't know. What do I do? I'll tell you what you do. Oh, thank goodness!
0: Because I'm face to face, (laughs) and I'm I'm real. I'm drooling. She's lost it. Drooling.
1: (laughs) You pull out your why. It's on your phone or on a piece of paper in your wallet. You pull it out and you read it. Oh, that handy dandy thing I wrote down. That handy dandy why, and read out loud. Yes. If you read it out loud, that's great. Extra (laughs) points. But if you're at a work Christmas party, you may have to read it to yourself. But the point is, is to read it. Not just think about it and remember what it is. Pull it out with intention and okay. read it. Okay. Let's just say I've just read it. Okay. Okay. Then ask yourself some questions. You ready? Oh, dear. You're going to be you. No oh God. And I'm going to be the questions. Yeah. Question what one. What if I fail? Okay. No, no. You can't fail. No self-assessment. This is not pass or fail. This okay. is honest self-assessment.
0: Okay. I'm looking at the kryptonite cookie. Does eating the kryptonite cookie align with the priorities you just read? Let me consult my piece of paper. Yes, it's so tasty. Mm -hmm. Mm No, 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 no. My my paper says that my priority is to feel better, and eating this cookie will make me not feel better. So, no, it's not aligning with my priority, but it's really tasty. But, 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 no.
1: Question two. Okay. Is eating this peanut butter kryptonite cookie going to bring you what you truly want.
0: Yes, I want that flavor no. exploding in my mouth. Oh, no, 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 no. no. What well, you the, truly okay. oh, yeah, yeah. want. I'm Priority. David, look at the paper. David, priorities. The paper. Read the paper. Read the paper. Memorize the paper. No. Actually, eating this cookie is the exact opposite of what I want because eating sugar gives me fibro pain within like 20 minutes. And I'll be off in a little corner <laughs> feeling like I have the flu <laughs> sobbing. Dying. Well, there you go. That's question three. Oh, what are the consequences? Of doing this activity right now. Tons of body pain that I really, really don't like. And also flavor in my mouth. But. But the body pain (laughs) is more important. Far outweighs the five seconds of flavor in your mouth. Does it? Yes, 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 it does.
1: Your priorities say it does. does. Question four. Another one? There's a lot of things to help you dig yourself out of this personal hole. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's go for it. And hopefully by the time you finish the questions, you've forgotten about the peanut butter cookie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like my brain is bending and directions. They've,
1: they've been, all been eaten by the time you ask yourself these questions. <laughs> Best case scenario. Okay, question four is how will making the choice that doesn't align with your priorities make you feel? Like, not stomach-wise, but
0: emotional-wise. Fine. God, you buzzkill or whatever the saying is. Oh, yeah. Temporary joy. I'm talking about later joy. No, you're a buzzkill. Fine, <laughs> it's so <mean> to me. <laughs> I will feel I already know I feel great the cookie. I will be racked with guilt, and I will feel terribly disappointed in myself and I will be pretty angry that I was too weak to avoid like some stupid little cookie the size of my palm that's really tasty.
1: well the fifth question is one of my favorites because
0: it goes into that emotional
1: side. Why do I want this right now?
0: Well. Peanut butter chocolate chip cookie rolled in sugar peanut blossom or whatever you called it. Tastes really good, Brittany. And, well, it's kind of nostalgic because my mom makes them every year for Christmas when I was a kid and I'm not home right now. So, I don't know. Kind of just like. That nostalgia. It's not like you're eating your mom or something, but. (laughs) You feel like you want to feel a little bit of home. You feel closer Mm -hmm. through the cookie. And that's a hard question to answer,
1: but often it gets you right to the root of what the biggest hang up is. So for the final question, what do I choose?
0: Oh, God, where's that sword for the duel?
1: (laughs) Now Amy versus future Amy. What do
0: you choose? I choose not to eat the cookie because it's all that pain is not worth 30 seconds of flavor in my mouth and feelings of guilt and disappointment for the rest of the afternoon. You and chose future Amy? No, I did, but only <laughs> because you walked me through it. And every single time I'm faced with a peanut butter chocolate chip cookie, I'm going to call you and I'm going to have you ask me these questions. And when I give the wrong answer, like, it's yummy, but like, tell me, no. the, tell me the truth. I mean, we say that as a joke, but once she called
1: me to do this with a candy cane. So like this is real life. God, Brittany, you, <laughs> do you never the let the it... candy
0: cane? Of course
1: I remember that. You never <laughs> let it go. Because it was just actually a very sweet bonding moment in our friendship. That's why I'm so attached to
0: it. <laughs> I literally called her, I was like, Can I eat this candy cane? She was like, You will put no. that down at right now. You will put it outside. I made her put it outside.
1: <laughs> it's a very good bonding experience. <laughs> But I think that these questions are really good because they get right to the root of why you're struggling to stick to your priorities. And then you just ask them every time you're confronted
0: with a decision. Well, I think it's good because it forces you to be mindful. I find that most of the time, especially when it comes to food, I'm being quite impulsive. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like, OK, stop. What do I really want? It makes you slow down instead of just reaching for it. You slow down and take
1: stock of what's really important to you.
0: Okay, that was all fine and dandy. But what happens if I if I eat the cookie? Brittany, I ate the cookie. Let's go back and let's just say that now Amy, present Amy, chose to eat the cookie. Lost the battle. Or won the battle because future Amy lost in the cookie. Mmm, cookie. <laughs> <laughs> but now I feel so guilty.
1: If you chose to eat the cookie, it's okay. Is it? It's okay. Because you don't need to be too hard on yourself. You don't need to beat yourself up about it. You don't need to make yourself feel worse.
0: Oh, I already had
1: that little stick twig and I was poking yeah, myself in no the eyeball. No twig beating. <laughs> because at the beginning, it's going to be so hard to say, I want to align my choice with my priorities. You're going to mess up. We both messed up innumerable times. And sometimes we still mess up now. Sometimes present Brittany and present Amy still win. But it's okay because we,
0: Especially if they're not together. <laughs> oh, gosh,
1: yeah. We must always be together. <laughs> but it gets easier. After you've made it a habit, which we've made it a habit over years and years and years practicing, we've made it a habit. And when it's not a habit, it's really easy to just discount it because we've already been doing a habit of not following this. So we have to break the habit of doing, doing whatever we want. saying yes to present <laughs> us. And make the habit of saying yes to future us. And that can be really difficult because there's lots of cravings and lots of whims and desires for certain items. And it's difficult to do something different no matter what it is. But you got to own it. Acknowledge it. I ate the cookie. And it tasted good. And it tasted good. But I don't want to do that next time. No. I want to have a different outcome next time. Because think about my consequences. Think about my guilt. Think about how I didn't make the choice that was best for me. The more you make choices that align with the priority, the beautiful why that you've written down, the better you'll feel about it and the better the habit will become. It will just become second nature. You're still going to mess up sometimes. But you'll be more likely to say
0: yes to future you and more likely to say no to present you. That's so true. Because now, I honestly, there were peanut butter chocolate chip cookies at our recent holiday party. And I said to the person who made them, Oh, I love this cookie and my mom used to make them. And then I just walked away. Oh my gosh, I'm so I wasn't even there. (laughs) Well, I was at work, there were dire consequences. Had I been at Had I I put a cookie in a Tupperware and said, I will eat you later, it could have been different. I didn't have a Tupperware, you know. But look at that willpower. Oh my god. I did it. I flexed it. (laughs) It gets easier. So if you chose not to eat the cookie or whatever your kryptonite is. Congratulate yourself. Yeah. Be
1: proud of yourself because that is a hard thing to do, especially when you first start out.
0: Oh, why is choosing our priorities just so complex and so, so hard? Difficult. <laughs> So we hope that me and Brittany sharing all of our self deepest touch. darkest secrets. <laughs> is that your deepest darkest secret? Was I was I on, lied to myself about not I was time. on Instagram instead of cooking my gluten free food. That is my deepest darkest secret. Wow. <laughs> wow. I want to be you because I'm very
1: honest. That it's is, a problem.
0: <laughs> that is not my deepest darkest secret. Tell us your deepest darkest secret.
1: Mm, I really have to think about it. <laughs> so then it's not deepest darkest, is it? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean you have to like really pull up the deepest, darkest secret. Okay, fair. I don't know. I feel like I've told enough revealing about yourself information, vulnerable information well, at about this my current personal present life, moment.
1: That is my deepest, darkest secret that I lie to myself about not having enough time to do the things that I really want to do.
0: Well, Brittany, it is no longer a secret and It's out there. So you see, asking ourselves these hard questions and getting the hard truths to these questions, in the end, I think it's really beneficial. And it really helps you to make your decision from more of a bird's eye view and not just be so narrow and focused. And right now, instant gratification. This is my whim of right now. You can really broaden your perspective and your mindset and then make decisions that are more aligned with what you truly, truly want. So I think we discovered also in this podcast that changing your diet and adopting habits is so complex. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's pretty difficult. So we're going to have a lot of future episodes on this topic. So just to quickly name a few, like how to politely decline food, how to set yourself up for success, how to have a healthier relationship with food, how to replace old habits with new ones, how to change your perspective, Amy's deepest, darkest secret, Brittany's horror. (laughs) What are your priorities? I really encourage you to write them down. We would love to hear about them. If you want to leave a comment on Instagram or write us an email, you can also go to the website in 16years.com and let us know what are your priorities and what is your
1: why. And also for fun, we'd love to know what your kryptonite decisions are. Ooh. (laughs) Because those are always interesting. So
0: tell us what they are and why you have so much trouble putting your priority first. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please definitely subscribe and go ahead and leave us a rating. Leave us a comment because it really helps us get traction in the searches. And we really want to get out there. We want to expand our community. We want to reach more out there. And we also just want to hear from you.